1: you must be.
2: Just finished running the uh, Elizabeth Marathon yeah. f- several days ago, but... Yeah. But,
1: but still slightly out of me. breath. You might... <laughs> yeah, I'm not a <laughs> fittest. Uh, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. How, how did it go? Tell us what Well, what you, may, about you it. may notice I'm wearing my medal. I, a very beautiful medal. Is it is it as heavy as it looks? It's quite heavy. I mean, it's not... I hope for a better medal, I'll be
2: honest. Sometimes you get a really colourful medal. This is just a, a pure sort of bronze colour. They're probably not solid bronze. Uh, With with the Lisbon skyline. It's quite nice, but I've I've got many better medals. And I do often just choose races based upon the medal on offer. Right. Because that's... I I, I like medals, and I feel in (laughs) life we don't really respect medals as much as we should. Like, my kids, they have the level of respect when I bring home a medal that I think everyone should have. Oh, yeah. And when I do a race, I will wear the medal for as long as I feel (laughs) proud of the race. So, like... When I got my best ever time at the Valencia Marathon, I wore that for like seven days. Yeah. This one, I did well. Um, I got under five hours, which was my aim, for 453. So I'm going to probably wear this for about five days, I'd say. Um, so that's just it's nice. a rough thing. Yeah, I, I, I
1: love Olympians that... Um, win medals and then they come back to the country they do all the rounds on the media and months later they're still wearing it some of them are like oh no I've got it locked up and others are like yeah no no I'm I'm wearing it all the time yeah
2: I was in a (laughs) pub with Greg Rutherford the long jumper once and he let me wear his medal Uh,
1: I say a pub I think it was the bar of a um,
2: Premier Inn but you get the same sort of thing Um, and so we've been doing some filming with him that day and if just letting everyone wear the medal. I was just walking around the bar wearing this Olympic medal. Amazing. And, but he didn't have any idea. He wasn't watching where this medal was. There's a lot of trust that no one's going to lose the medal. Mm. Um, but yeah, quite good uh, Olympic gold medal. Quite yeah. Those are quite
1: weighty. Oh, yeah. I bet they are. Yeah. And a London 2012 one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are the best ones.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think what... Olympic medals look like. Are they? Is there a variety between? Well, medals? they change,
1: don't they? For every, um, for every, every cycle, yeah. each country produces their own, their own spin on it. So some of them. Sometimes they look. They, they had one where there wasn't a ribbon once, didn't they? Or it was slightly different. It wasn't as good. Oh, yeah, there was one year. But um, yeah, they, yeah, I'd quite like a, um, a little poster showing the different medals from all the Olympics. I'd, I'd, I'd Would buy you that.
2: On your bedroom wall. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I would.
1: I want to do a race called
2: the Little Rock Marathon. It's in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm-hmm. because it's famous for its medals. So, anyone oh. who's listening, get a little, get on your little Google. Yeah. And, or, or Bing, Ask Sheaves, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. AltaVista. AltaVista. <laughs> um, Yahoo. Yeah. Firefox. Chrome. Yep. Chrome, no, a, Chrome and Firefox are browsers, not search engines. Uh, yeah, or just Chat GPT if you're modern. Yep, and ask them <laughs> uh, whatever. What, I've kind of <laughs> literally kind of remember what we're talking about. I'm just naming browsers. Looking, looking up medals in look uh, up the, the Little, Little Rock, Rock yeah. Arkansas, la- running
1: marathon medals. But most importantly, yep. Once you'd done the marathon, yep. did you visit some Lisbon pubs because you were recommended a load when you last? last yeah,
2: week? and we went past it. I got there on the Thursday, mm-hmm. the race on the Sunday. I wasn't drinking alcohol until the race. Uh, the others I was with were less strict on that rule. Jim, did he? Did he? Uh, our friend Jim? Our friend Jim, he... He, he was doing the half yeah. a bit easy. I'd have been drinking if I was doing a half marathon, yeah. at least a couple of days out. Hmm. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had a bit of a drink. Everyone else had at least some alcohol beforehand. I didn't. It's. I love going to cities. I love looking around and exploring. It's amazing how bleak it is when you can't drink. <laughs>
1: Like, Even Lisbon, famously a beautiful, lovely city it is to visit. It's lovely and it's yeah. great.
2: And you can still obviously have a great time, but there will be a point where you'll walk past and you'll see this yeah. beautiful bar with an amazing view and everyone with their ice cold beers. And you just want to sit down mm. and have a beer mm. or something. I mean, mm. I would sit down and have other other it's drinks. Not saying, though. But you there's only so many lemonades you can have. There's yeah. only so many beers you can have, but it's a bit of a different different ball game isn't it sort of thing but then you're right at the end um yeah and i was normally when I've, I've done four marathons before now this is my fifth and normally at the end i'm lying on the floor borderline paralyzed for about an hour before i can move anywhere but this time i kind of finished it and didn't collapse i just walked around to get my bag i didn't have to sit down for a little while um because i've i've just trained better and more consistently for this one um and i think my hydration and Gel intake and all, all that sort of race day stuff went well, but then eventually we went to a bar just near the finish line. Had one little beer, then went for a sleep, and then yes, we went saw a out. Picture of
1: that on your Insta, I think. Of me sleeping. So no, of you holding a beer. Oh, okay. Just after the race right. had finished. Okay, yeah. so I'm
2: yeah. taking pictures of you sleeping and putting them <laughs> in the internet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I um, and I went to some of the bars that were recommended last week yes. by Ted and I think someone else. Um, so I'm going to go through some of the ones that were suggested, and we can judge Ted's advice, okay, and whoever else sent them in. I say whoever else because I've only got one in front of me here. I can't find the other email. Find the other missed. But so Tell apologies on. to whoever else it was. While you're um, chatting,
1: I'll see if I can dig it
2: out. Okay, so Kiss de Sodre or Pink Street, which is a, I'd say it's a tourist targeted perhaps drinking area it's quite near this one of the stations the station we got to go to the marathon start um and near the timeout food market and it was it was excellent so timeout food market someone suggested had some wine there yes that's basically like a it's a food market it's like a sort of you know your sort of box park type thing so there's loads of benches and loads of different yes. food and drink places it's that equivalent there but really good didn't have any of the food but it looked delicious okay i like vino verdi wine it's my favourite of the wines. Often has a nice, nice little, very light little oh, okay. fousant to it. Yes. So obviously that's from Portugal. So I was having quite a lot of that. So is that quite
1: trip. refreshing? After it is quite the, refreshing, uh, yeah. After the
2: Marathon. It's my summer wine of choice. I will okay. buy a box of it and that'll get me through a couple of months of occasional garden drinking. Um, so I had a bit of that there. Then um, the other ones I recommended, Penso Amor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, an often overlooked highlight, Ted said. Yeah, it was. I think it was an old brothel. Oh wow. I think and but still holds some of of its brothel charm. Brothelly goodness. Um <laughs> uh, in the same sort of layout. It's very sort of luxe, sort of luxuriant, sort of like velvety, dark red fabrics, that sort of stuff. That was lovely. Okay. Had a had a bloody Mary there. Great yes. bloody Mary. Spicy. Um, So that was one of my favourites there. Great recommendation then. Yeah, great recommendation. Social B was shut when I tried to go. So poor recommendation. But it's not really Ted's responsibility to um, check all the opening times for me, not knowing what exact day I was going to go on. True, but Um, would have helped. uh, Social B, good, bad and ugly. Couldn't find it. Looked on the map, couldn't find it. I didn't go to the club for indie music because I'm... 46. <laughs> um, having said that, I'm going to a club for indie music next week when I'm DJing. That's another story. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we tried to go to Erasmus Corner, which described as this is the place where all the international students gather for cheap drinks. Uh, yeah. So Monday, you might find this the busiest place, but usually has a mixture of friendly people. We tried to go on Sunday and it was shut, but I don't know if that's just because it was too early, because I don't think it opens till 9.45. Oh. And that's my own bedtime. Generally. I mean, I like stepped to half 10 in Lisbon, but I'm not out after that. Um, so yeah, so those were the ones we we went to. I mean, there were other lovely bars. We went, I spent a couple of days out at Cascades, which is down the coast, um, just to have a little swim. So the day before the marathon, I thought that might be quite relaxing. Oh, that's On the legs, took salty water, went into the sea, had a little mm-hmm. swim. And the day after the marathon, I went for a little recovery swim. And there was a little... Beach bar there that was nice. Nice little cold, just a Sagres. So a lot of lovely,
1: lovely nice. days out. But yeah, I mean, Lisbon. Have you been to Lisbon? I haven't actually. I don't think I've ever been to Portugal, weirdly. It's, I, need to, you know, I it, do want to go. It's a brilliant city. It reminds me of the sort
2: of vibe in Barcelona about 20 years ago. Mm. Whereas I think Barcelona is now a lot busier than it once was. Uh, where it seems to be a lot of people from... Britain and America, sort of moving out there to work and live and all this sort of stuff. And, and just just a great place, a similar sort of vibe with bars everywhere that seem to be always busy, even if it's Monday night yeah, and stuff. So, yeah, a great city. I'd recommend it. And loads of lovely places down the coast, it seemed. I know this because the marathon started... Down the coast, we had to run back to Lisbon. So just ran past nice looking bars. I ran past loads of nice little bars and beaches and that. There's a bit of a mess with the marathon, right? It was supposed to start at eight AM, but yeah. it was really hot. Like the day the day the marathon was gonna be like thirty-one degrees, oh which is a bit punchy for yeah. running twenty-six miles. And we were saying before they should have started it earlier. They decided to move the time of the marathon, and we got an email at 9.30 the night before the marathon. Oh, my God. I was in bed, and the organizers emailed his email. One of the guys had just checked his email by chance and said they'd moved the start time of the marathon. And they cut down the time he had to complete it within from six hours to five hours. Oh, wow. Uh, which I don't think they struck originally, to, because I imagine no. they were getting a lot of arguments from people. Yeah. But... Um, so yeah, so we by chance found out, but loads of people were... I bet they didn't know. Just turning up late and starting yeah. and running past. The problem then you've got is, if you're running at a pace with people, you're ex- at the sort of pace you're expecting, you then get people who are faster running past Shoots you in front fast. of you, which is quite dangerous, because um, you're almost getting tripped up quite a lot. So not, not really their fault, but a bit frustrating. But the, the weather forecast hadn't changed for about a week. So I don't know why the marathon organisers decided at 9.30, at no, night. Oh, I'll just move this now. Yeah so that's not great great course great city poorly organised marathon is my review great review thank you very
1: much Mm. done much um pubbing I went pubbing last night actually lad haven't yet haven't um uh, been doing our pub quiz team for I don't we I think we've been this year. At one point we went we were going every week for about two years before the pandemic. Totally three team. So uh, last night was a it was a fully TV production team. Okay,
2: I want names and I want specialist subjects for each.
1: Okay, oh. so uh, there was me. Um, I'm film. F- film, film and sport, a bit of film and sport, and a bit of natural world. Not bad on that. I got a good good question right. Looking at some uh, close ups of different kinds of sharks. <laughs> three out of three on that last night. Well done. Yep. Yep. Um Tom, producer, TV producer, specialist subjects, sport. A bit of overlap there. Yeah. Television. That's just his mu- job. Music. Okay. Yeah. Um Okay, move on. Yes.
2: That's enough. That's enough. No more than three per person.
1: Emma, yep. executive producer, literature. Oh. Um... Um, sort of celebrity culture. Oh wow, that's her two two very strong areas. Great, great member. Yep, Kathy. Yeah, uh, very big expert in um, music. Really, oh, she's she's excellent. Okay, I, I can't fault her on the music. Yep, um, and uh, yeah, and general popular culture. She's very good. But what, me- what pub we in? We were in the Prince Regent in Hern Hill. Okay, um, it was very good. We won. Oh, yeah, we won by by. Two Or three points, I think. What was the prize? Uh, money. How much money? We won about seven fi- grand, 50 or 60 quid. That's so all right that. now. So that's good. Um, so about, we're talking like a tenner each, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, think nice. we, I think we strolled out of there with about 11 quid each. How much do you
2: spend on drinks?
1: Um, probably roughly that. Actually. Okay, so you broke even. That's actually breaking a pub trip is, yeah. is decent. That's good. What was the quiz master like? So um, this was one we hadn't had. We hadn't been there for so long. It was one we hadn't had before. He was very nice, and he was really trying to g up the crowd at the beginning. He was going, "If, if you're ready, can I hear a hey, oh. And there was like, it was sort of silence. And then I felt sorry for him. So I was going, ay hey, oh, and he was yeah. like, "Oh, I don't know where he was from, but he had quite a strong accent." Could you, um, could you European? Guess? Okay, yeah, European accent. Um, we were trying to guess all night. We weren't sure. Uh, but he was he was very very good. But it did mean on on some questions were quite tricky to understand. And we did get a question which was um, uh, which soul pop band had a lead had the lead singer in the eighties Marty Pillow, <laughs> which is one of our favourite questions. Was what, what what wasn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> So um, he was he was really lovely. Uh, he did a great job. Um, and so, yeah, we're hoping to go back soon. But, oh, you know, wonderful. Well, congratulations on your victory. Yeah. Could defend yeah. your title. Prince Regent, lovely pub.
2: We've we've had some um yeah. some some communications in we from have. various people. Um, so I will kick off the proceedings with this one from George, uh, who says uh, the title is a nutsack update. So George emailed us before. Sorry to email again so quickly after the nutsack incident. Don't apologise, George. <laughs> i also saying the nutsack incident <laughs> does it's, sound. It's a great name for a horrific movie. <laughs> <The> nutsack <laughs> incident. Um, yeah, or or a sort of um indie band. Yeah. Yeah. Indie band from around two thousand. Yeah. Supporting the Cooper Temple I, clause.
1: <laughs> I definitely got watched watch the nutsack I, incident. Yeah,
2: nutsack incident. <laughs> yeah. Down uh the mean fiddler. Yeah. There we go. Um I was out in Berry again on Saturday. This is Bury St. Edmunds, not Berry Greater Manchester. Yeah. This time isn't to discuss the nuts shell sack, although we did go there, different person working in the bar. They said again they are the smallest pub. Uh, that's been disproven so ignore them they're they they're a pub of lies anyway we popped into a pub a sack of lies a sack of lies <laughs> not a sack of lies um, that's an indie band anyway we popped into a bar in between pub pubs called Night Jars which is a nice enough trendy bar and they had a sign on the wall sip sip hooray which we weren't sure how oh. to feel about we got the subject of what the best possible wall sign could be for one of those trendy bars fake or real for example a real one spotted somewhere has been move over coffee this one's a job for Prosecco <laughs> the best one we could come up with being, in dog beers, I've only had one, and let's rum away together. Any ideas from Pub Breakers? These, I think, yeah. are signs both for trendy bars and signs purchased in garden centres by middle-aged women. Yes. And probably some yeah, men, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, mostly yeah. women, I think, is their target. Yeah, Gin O'Clock. Yeah. Gin O'Clock. Um this, in this house, we drink prosecco. I've seen once stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think these are great. I like move over coffee. This one's a job for prosecco.
1: Yeah. I I'd, I'd love. I'd love we, should, we need a collection of these. We need a collection yeah. of those. So
2: let's 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 put let's put this out because I can't think of any off the top no. of my mind because we're recording this at nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um, but let's um, put this out to people. Anyone who's got any good signs for uh,
1: a moon Underwater wine bar, trendy wine bar spin off. And maybe we could, yeah, maybe maybe we could we could have a little uh, a winner of one that we're going to put up in the in the Moon Underwater Wine Bar spinoff <laughs> <laughs> of our
2: minds. Yeah, yeah, we will put it up in the Wine Bar spinoff of our minds. Yeah, that's the honour
1: you can have. And if that does not make it worth emailing Robbie at MoonUnderpod I I just don't know what is the sign that always uh, I remember is the is. Um, the pub that, that everybody used to go to, I grew up in Maidstone, was called on a Friday night. It was called the Tut and Shive, which I've mentioned yeah. before, I think, which where they just cleared out all the tables and chairs and just stuff everyone in. And um, they had a sign there, uh, which was the old classic: "If it's if it's too loud, you're too old." Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of and, and I thought the music was too loud there when I was eighteen, so I was already too old. <laughs> That's why we stopped going, because the music was too loud. We went somewhere else where it was quieter.
2: <laughs> okay, cheers, George. Thank you for that. That's a, that's a, uh,
1: a great idea. So let's have your um, wine bar signs. Uh, Dan, what has Alfie got to say? Yeah, Alfie says, uh, hello, Robbie and Dan. Hope you're both well. Loving the pod. Excited to hear more. Thank you. What do you think of historical event pubs? I'm from London, and there are a few off the top of my head. Famously, the Blind Beggar, featuring a framed bullet hole shot by the Craze the Prospect of Whitby, where they used to hang pirates, and the Carton Horses in Stratford, where Iron Maiden were formed. Can you think of any others? I'm not sure uh, if they're all legit, as the amount of times I've been in a boozer only to notice a small plaque that says Shakespeare used to drink here seems uncannily often. Cheers, guys, Alfie. Well, Shakespeare liked drinking in lots of pubs, didn't he? So. Yeah,
2: but I, I get what he's saying there. I get what Alfie's saying. It's, it's like the, it's the only thing more used than that is the claim to have the longest bar in Britain. Yes, which is everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got one in Norwich, mm-hmm. The Murderers, which is actually called The Gardener's Arms, I think, legally. And, mm-hmm. and there's a sign outside saying The Gardener's Arms and then became The Murderers. Do you know much about the history of The Murderers, Dan? You've drunk there before. I right have not? drunk there, yeah, but I don't know the history. So basically, um, and I've got this article uh, from the Eastern Daily Press, Norfolk's pr- most prominent newspaper, newspaper I'd say. Yeah. Um, no disrespect, no shade there for Norwich Evening News. <laughs> just, just, I think they're both the same people, I don't even care. EDP um, covers probably a wider wider area, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so this is what happened, basically. Jealous husband Frank Miles saw his young wife talking to another man, threw a piece of pottery at her, yelling, God, strike me blind! I'll be the death of you in the morning! Millie ducked, and the missile missed. But the following day, Frank returned to attack her again. So he he basically rocks up yeah. and just goes mental. Out. Okay. So this is the fourth of June 1895. Um Frank and Millie had wed on Whit Monday, 1892. When's Whit Monday? Was it Whitson around? Yeah, Whitson's it's like between July Whitson, and it, yeah. Yeah. Um, she died exactly three years later. The marriage describes her unhappy and quarrelsome, sounds it. And before a few months before the attack, Millie left Frank and returned to life with her widowed pub landlady mum, Maria Wilby. Oh, so she's gone back to work. She's gone back to live in the pub. Okay. Frank, an ex-soldier who worked at a brewery on nearby King Street, saw his wife walk into the pub with a man one evening, and he was enraged. Uh, when he turns up, her- Millie was helping her mum clean. Husband knocks on the door, trusting Millie, lets him in, and he hits her over the head with a heavy brewery tool and was left for dead.
1: Oh,
2: my um, God. So... He then walks down to the police station near the castle and hands himself in says, done this. I've done a murder. Well, at the time she wasn't dead. She hung oh. for a few days, you see, but then did die. It was seven years after the Jack the Ripper murders. And so most husbands who'd kill their wives for just claiming they were prostitutes. That was like the most common defence of the time. Wow. Um, oh, my God. Yes, is it bleak? It is quite bleak. But a lot of these historical things are. They're never yeah. great historical things, are they? Um No evidence of prostitution or provocation was presented to the court. Instead, a hairdresser who lived opposite the pub told the jury that Frank became agitated a good deal if she simply spoke to a man. And the judge told the jury that in this case, no circumstance of provocation to reduce the case to one of manslaughter. The jury took just nine minutes to return a guilty verdict, and Frank was sentenced to death by hanging. However, Frank's defence had suggested he'd been provoked to murderous rage because his estranged wife mocked him. The form of the jury told the judge, we unanimous and strongly recommended him to mercy on account of the strong provocation he received. So then, I'm just I'm just getting through a lot of this stuff. Um, he There was a big campaign for him not to get executed. Okay. 9,000 people signed a petition. Yeah. Which was quite a lot. Um, and he was given a reprieve from the death sentence. There was a document that says, Mr. Miles has suffered greatly from the slight crime of murdering his wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Slight crime does seem a little underplaying it, isn't it? It is underplaying it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's it. And he he was in 10 years before he applied for parole. But before he got out, he
1: died at the age of 37. Okay. So, not a wow. cheery story. And so they thought, right. let's let's name the pub after this guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's one murder. It's called the Murderers. Yeah, there are other murders that have happened, Mm. not to my knowledge. But I'll try and do some more research on the Murderers in Norwich. Lovely pub there. Mm. If you're in there and you see Phil, the landlord, say hello from me because he's a lovely, yeah, he is lovely
1: guy. Um, I've been to a pub in Hastings that's got a mummified cat in it. Oh, I don't know how interested. historical that is but that is great quite historical yeah yeah presuming it wasn't done recently yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I don't know how much of a story. I think it anyway I think it was found in a, in a chimney or something but they've they sort of they've, they've still got it
2: found in a chimney what yeah. already mummified
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the full story I'll look it up for next time keep up in your mind for <laughs> next time yeah um, yeah but there's definitely a mummified cat there well cheers if yeah. anyone's
2: yeah. got good uh, pubs with themed of historical events as well drop us an email Robbie at moonunderpod.com. Right, one more. We've got to have one more mind missed thing. Yeah. Uh, What else you got? Well, this one says, Hi, guys. To begin, love the pod. Great start. Great start, really. Yeah. Every weekend, I travel up north from Devon to see my girlfriend who's studying medicine up there. And the moon underwater has been a great pastime on the road. Now, my question is about pubs in films and TV, specifically, what pub would you most like to visit from a film TV show? Maybe Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons or the Winchester from Shaun and the Dead? Personally, I feel like the cantina from Star Wars would be interesting. I bet the IPA would be out of this world. In brackets, sorry. <laughs> Get a <the> good <laughs> content. Best wishes, Isaac. Great uh, question. P.S. Robbie, we met one of the happy hour shows. have a moustache and took multiple photos with other fans. You kept calling me Robbie. And the photo we took was proudly my WhatsApp profile picture. Thanks for being so nice. Hey, you're very welcome. It's nice to be someone's WhatsApp profile it picture, is, isn't, isn't it? It is, isn't is
1: not it Pop- Someone that is not your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Your own's a gimme, really. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you can't get on that one, yeah, you're in real trouble.
2: Yeah. Um, great, great question. And yeah, I think the canteen from Star Wars is the is the correct answer for yeah. that. Dan, you're a I'd film f- film man. Where
1: would you like to? Um, hmm. I've often looked. I mean, this, there's, there's, there's obvious ones like uh, the Slaughtered Lamb in American Way in London, which is just quite a creepy pub. just, yeah. just before he goes out on the moors, but it doesn't. Yeah, I'd quite like to drink there. That'd be interesting. Uh, any sort of British film around the sixties and seventies. I'm thinking uh, of, uh, in particular, of Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy. Yeah, um, just seeing London pubs in that era. It just it really fascinates me. I don't know why. There's just something. Can't even really be nostalgia because I wasn't. I wasn't really alive for most of that time. I certainly not what the inside of a London pub looked like. Yeah. But I really often feel like oh, I would love to go in there and and have a pint in the sort of the that era. Yeah. Um, it's very very smoky, but it's there's something there about the proper sort of dimpled glasses with a with a handle. People yeah. going in at lunchtime and having a few drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, people, yeah. The different, you know, people would have things like um, port and lemon. Quite often you hear them ordering things like that at the bar. Yeah. So I that I'd quite like to do. Most tavern I think is probably pretty horrific. I don't think that's a bar I want to I think
2: out of the cartoon pubs, I'd rather go to the Clam from Family Guy. Yes. I think. That does look like a good That bar. looks a lot more entertaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd I'd say so. Um, cheers I, Bar is the, obv- is oh, the really cheers obvious one. Been brilliant. But, yeah, I've been to the Cheers in Boston.
1: Yes, um, but so in Boston it's weird, isn't it? Because there's the place where they film the exteriors, Yeah. and that is still a pub, I think. But it's the interior, isn't it? Yeah. And then so, they've and then they but they've basically made that in another place. Yeah, I think, yeah I've I was been there as
2: well. Yeah, I was there. Yeah,
1: um, that's good.
2: But yeah, yeah, Cheers is probably the Cheers are the Cantina
1: from Star Wars. Yeah be great, yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, have a th- have a think and send us in where you'd like to go because yeah. there's loads, aren't there?
2: God, the stand. Do you know what? We've like, we've we're up and running now. We're yep. we're getting into our stride, but the quality. I mean, feel the texture and the quality oh, yeah. of the submissions this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely
1: wonderful stuff. Well, can they can they keep it up next week and have well, some let's good see. answers to this as well as anything else they might want to chat about? Yeah,
2: I mean, that really is. I mean, this is reflective of the quality
1: listeners here but let's yeah. hope they don't let us down
2: yeah what are we like I don't know what, what your values are are you like negging them is
1: that what you're doing? I'm just sort of giving them a bit of motivation okay yeah
2: so get a carrot and stick I praise them yeah. you're, I'm carrot you'll stick yeah good cop bad cop <laughs> okay <laughs> Weird cop, weird cop. Yeah. Right, all right, that was um, absolutely marvellous. If you are a uh, member of the Moon Underwater Patreon, to let you know there is a Behind the Cellar Door episode coming very soon. You can find out about that and sign up for it at moonunderpod.com. Uh, for everyone else, we'll be back with a guest episode on Monday and another one of these things on Thursday
1: well done thank
2: you uh, Dan could you please attack the pub notice board with an axe sure
1: <laughs> do you know what an axe is? yeah I'm just trying to think how to make that noise <laughs> wow sliced it in one